Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Confused Dad Podcast, episode seven. It is the twelve. You see, I don't even know the dates yet. It's the second of May, second of May, and it's been a while since I've recorded, and I can't really apologize for it. It's just been a strange time. And looking back in my life, it's such a weird thing to acknowledge that I have this tendency as a person to go gung-ho, I go all out. Like when I'm interested into some, in some kind of thing, then I go all out and I just immerse myself. And then that sort of burns out. And then I go, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't carry on and just sort of like move on to the next thing. And I, I just don't want that to happen here. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want this journey which is which I think is a lifelong one where I can share my own growth as a dad and as a man in a world that is I suppose more complex than it was for our parents and their their, their parents before them where roles are not as clear and what you're meant to be or how you're meant to be is sort of more defined but also less defined. Like you're meant to be this and this, sensitive and strong, a provider but also a family guy and how you navigate that. So I don't want that to fall by the wayside. I just don't. So it has been a while and there's been some evolution of my process and myself and my life. And there've been some days of incredible lowness. And uh, one of the things is I, I, I find anger a very difficult emotion to navigate because I just, I'm not the kind of guy who'll ever really in a road rage situation, pull out a baseball bat or a golf club and start bashing the other person's car up and, you know, get get those feelings out that way. I'm just not, I'm not the kind of guy who screams and kicks and tears things up and, I don't know, throws themselves downstairs or throws something else downstairs. I just, I'm not that person. But over the last few days, um, I've had intense feelings of anger towards the situation that I find myself in. Like, like real hatred, like poisonous, sort of wanting to spit venom at people and go, you know, this is, my life has changed and uh, I had a perfectly good situation and I was building a future for my family. And then decisions get made without my knowledge, without even having any decency around wanting me to be a part of that decision. Ultimately, it's changing my life and the life of my family. And damn, you don't even give me that. And that made me it made me feel pretty damn angry. And it's difficult because even admitting that I'm angry is tough. I don't know if there are people like me out there. I imagine there are millions, but it's a weird feeling of having that, I don't know, testosterone energy, and you're like, whoa, must destroy, I want to crush. And at the same time, you're sort of going, well, that doesn't really do anything. My life is changed. It will never be the same again. And I don't just say that in a negative way. What I'm also learning is that the changes are are teaching me a huge amount about life. And I think it's ultimately going to make me a better person for my wife and for my son, which at this point, those are the people that yeah, those are my those are my allies. Those are the the dudes I, I, I fight the war for, you know. Um, it's so different. Uh, I was watching an interview. I don't know why Kanye West keeps coming up. Gosh, but he's been in the news. And I found this, this interesting interview with him. Like, it isn't just a sound clip, sound bite style discussion, just sort of his thoughts on various things. 
especially in the in the uh, last few days where he's he's got a lot of controversy coming his way about wearing uh, you know make america great again the caps and saying that donald trump is his best buddy and that kind of stuff um the question was directed to him and and um it was asked of him do you think that you were more brave before you became a dad and a husband like could you take bigger risks would you be less likely to uh, play it on the safe side before you had those people in your life and he took time to think about the answer and then he said you have to remain brave oh i think someone's trying to interrupt us uh, someone who wants to talk about looking for a co-host well let me take this call and then we'll see maybe i'll put it on this podcast if it connects and then we'll take it from there people i'll be right back okay all right so is this the first is this the first time you're on here yes what is your yes sir you were saying go ahead okay i'm confused what i'm doing can you hear me okay um basically everything seems like very confusing to me because uh, i never oh. used this app that's not a problem uh, do i do i pronounce your name fahim yeah you're right okay fahim where are you from oh i'm from bangladesh and what about you okay i'm from south africa oh south africa this is a very famous country <laughs> famous for good I, things I, I, famous I, I, for all of the cricket, cricket cricket team oh i see i see are you a big cricket fan yeah and what what is your feeling about the recent australian uh, problem yeah uh, warner and uh, steven smith it was uh, the what the australian cricket council have done is uh, not in my point of view is not right they have just took they uh, took the revenge of what they have uh, done have in past uh, they do have some conflict conflict with uh, warner and uh, steve has done protest with uh, for some cricketers in past that's why they just took the revenge and um and who is really behind uh, getting a player a young player uh, that is is it is it the top manager a part of the whole the whole thing of course uh, management of course you uh, know have done this uh, management also have aware of this uh, you can't do anything without uh, uh, awareing the management team so of course coach coach is also awareing that uh, we are doing this and of course the coach uh, give you the green signal to do this in first cricket uh, many cricketer have done it like uh, in pakistan in e- in uh, england uh, in uh, new zealand many many cricketer have done it but what they when australia have done it the world uh, looked it uh, looked them in a very different way which very unusual for me and and tell me what what do you, what do you think gets somebody to do that when when the national when they are going to be if they are found out they are going to they're going to fall from from the sport they're going to be Uh, national embarrassments what what do you think made may makes people do the cheating what what, what is it oh, of course when they wanted to win the match so when you do cheat when you want to 
do well in exam so basically the exam is going on australia is not getting the wickets nilang is uh, doing great in the uh, they are not getting wickets and the ball is not turning that much so that's why they just uh, what they are trying to do is they are just trying to get some wickets early wickets that's why they have done it but they have done it in that point of view that uh, many of uh, many of the earlier cricketer have done it so what exactly can icc do they will ban ban us for like one match or uh, cut our uh, match fee for 50% or 60% so that's not a huge deal they never thought that they are going to be uh, banned for one year Yes, yes, I understand. And how 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 old are you, Fahim? Sorry, how how old are you? Oh, uh, I'm twenty one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and what how what do you do? I, I'm thirty five. I'm thirty five. Oh, you're pretty. Okay, uh, I'm um, basically doing my bachelor's degree in Bangladesh. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a bachelor's of business. Okay. Okay. So what what do you actually do? Um I was a, I was a te- I was a teacher for 12 years um and I've recently uh, begun uh stay at home uh, uh looking I'm, I'm looking at being a stay at home father for my 5-year-old son. Um I was a principal of a school um for a while and uh, now I'm not I'm not involved in education any longer. I'm, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So I'm trying to find a new a new path for myself. Oh that's great man uh, you are basically rebooting your life Yes uh, that it's a difficult thing uh, but uh, I'm it's it's a, it's also it's also something that uh, I'm looking forward to try um, and are you are you looking to run your own business uh, what are you looking to do with your 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 studies So now my plan is I want to do my master's degree in uh, well reputed in other country not bangladesh in reputed universities uh, then i want to do my phd then i want to uh, be a teacher there's uh, okay <laughs> you want to teach business studies yeah i i want to teach business studies in bangladesh i want to do my uh, phd first then i want to come back in bangladesh and i want to do, get a job in like in universities or college and i want to teach the students and what uh, what what topic would interest you as a phd what what interests you about business uh actually i am little bit confused about it uh first i wanted to do my masters in finance then i wanted to do in cfo then i wanted to do ca i'm little bit confused what i am trying to do in my masters degree after doing my masters degree i will be uh thinking about by what's going to be in my phd and what i will do when i will do i'm that little bit confused for me because i have just joined my bachelor's degree yes of course and and are you not you're not interested in running your own business you're interested in teaching the the, the academic uh, part of it yes uh, actually uh, my family is a business oriented family uh, like basically my everyone from my family is uh, doing business or have done business or planning to doing business so i wanted to go in different way i want to do something different and my teaching is like uh, very close to my heart uh, i do help uh, kids to uh, study um, i do run a little uh, a very small coaching center so i do help them okay so, and what do you what, what does your family think about your your change uh, in in comparison to what they do you doing something a bit different they are very supportive and uh, they just say uh, do do whatever you whatever you left to do 
That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And they all live in Bangladesh as well? No, not exactly. Like in Bangladesh, uh, all all of our parents just want to be a doctor or engineer or like uh, be a businessman or you have to you just have to make money. Uh, they are ju- uh, they are not concerned about uh, doing new or trying to do something new or innovate something. They are just want at as much as you money uh, as much as you can make money. This money is everything. Yes. And and your family, would you say you're a middle class family, or or, or how would you say you're from a wealthy family, if comparison to others in in where you live? I, I'm from a very middle class family. Like uh, you can say, I mean, like uh, in Bangladesh point of view, I'm a middle class family. But in world point of view, world economy point of view, we are a lower middle class family. I see. And what is the, I mean, the, the, is, is Bangladesh very much like uh, Johannesburg in that there is a big divide between uh, people who have and people who don't? Sorry, uh, I didn't get your question. Um, in, in where I live in Johannesburg, there's a big, there are big differences between the people who are wealthy and those yeah. that do not have. There's a very big difference. Is it the same for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This ex- exactly the same in Dhaka. I live in Dhaka, the capital of Bangladesh. So basically, uh, most of the, uh, not, not most of the, like 20-25% people are very rich. They do live a very luxurious life. And the another 80%, uh, 80% not, or another 50% people live a very middle class family. And another 30% live, people live a very poor, poor life. Uh, they live in under poverty. They do earn like $1 or $2 daily. And they have, and and, and is there a, a high level of crime and violent crime where you where you live? No, 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 not exactly. World media said uh, in two thousand fifteen, uh, sixteen maybe, uh, there was a terrorist attack in Dhaka, and the world media gone crazy. Uh, they have said that uh, Dhaka is not safe anymore. Uh, there is a terrorist. Uh, you should not visit Dhaka. And uh, the interesting fact. Is uh, uh, South Africa uh, is also give a ban to Bangladesh to not to visit in Bangladesh. Uh, also, uh, US also have done it, done it, but there is nothing about it. Just there was one terrorist attack. The world is under terrorist control. Every every place in the world you go, there was a terrorist. It doesn't mean one attack is make you a terrorist country. Our is a Bangladesh is a terrorist country. And why do you think why do you think there's such a big difference between Bangladesh uh, and they don't have much violent crime? But in our country, there's a huge amount of violent crime. Why do you think there's these differences like that? Even if our living standards are similar and our uh, demographics are similar, why why the difference? Uh- Actually, it's basically uh, what's the reason? I think I believe what's the reason is in Bangladesh uh, we are like uh, basically we are colonialized uh, in a very different way. British has ruled us for like 130. Uh, I'm if I'm not wrong, 190 years. So they have uh, uh, they have pushed thought in our mind that uh, we can't do anything or like we 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 even can't do any any crime and. They made us very polite and very loyal to our to our country or to our motherland. They have done it very well, and when they have lived our country, actually, uh, we have we have to do war against them to protect our country. So there is basically a very uh, what is called very interesting relation with our 
motherland and us what i think in south africa is there is a, if i'm not wrong there is a very drug addict uh, addicted people out there most of the people like drug is very huge in south africa if i'm not wrong in africa if i'm yes, not yes yeah that's why uh, so may, i i believe the main reason is for crime is the drug in bangladesh is this is not very available a drug uh, you won't find any any kind of like beer or whiskey anything at all like though those are like very un uh, illegal item uh, and and if you are caught if you are caught with that is is it a no tolerance uh, approach yeah is zero tolerance you have to go to jail you have to uh, give pani uh, you have to give uh, you have to pay for pay for it like uh, government has some rules uh, people give you uh, tickets for penalty Sure, that's interesting. Well, um, F- Fahim, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very happy that I spoke to you. I was the first person to really chat to you, and and I'm grateful for that. So thank you for the chat, and and I'm going to be heading thank off you, now. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for your time, man. This means a Thank you, man. Off. Have a good one. Hey? Good, good luck with your with your bachelors. And uh, good luck for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things I'm trying to challenge myself with a little more is just reaching out to other people and listening and talking to them. uh this platform is phenomenal to be able to do that i'm just blown away by the fact that i can i can talk to someone in bangladesh um about cricket and i have no i absolutely have no idea about cricket like not only that but i absolutely hate hate ball sports but the fact that i can just connect with some guy 21 year old guy who's doing you know he's studying how to teach business like why not why not it's so cool and discussing um controversial art or I don't know. Donald Trump and Kanye West keep coming into these conversations. It's getting problematic. It eventually will die down. But one of the challenges I've set for myself is to try and reach out and connect to other people because one of the things that happens with um losing a, a structure like a job to your life is you you become incredibly guarded and you you've been hurt and you've you've had your trust broken. I think I watched a YouTube video of a guy many years ago he worked for Microsoft for something like 15 years and he'd been part of every single major Windows release up until that point and one day he was brought into a room with 100 of his coworkers and they were told Microsoft's going into another direction you guys um you're no longer needed and that video he posted was like 4 or 5 years ago was was him sort of coming home and sharing those new, that news and he still had this like little key card like a what is it a, like a like an access key card and i mean the trauma you experience when your life has revolved around a specific set of frameworks and understandings and times and schedules and pressures and you start feeling like hey i i can do this life thing i i can i can i can cut this thing and there are days where it's difficult and and the work is stressful and hard and all of that but you kind of feel like hey i'm 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 moving forward like i'm doing all right like 10 years down the line you know uh, i'm probably not going to just randomly get fired i mean i'm a i'm a valued member of this almost family of creation you know creation as in a business that makes stuff most businesses have services or products or design things or i don't know that you just you just have a i don't know like a a portfolio of of experiences that you've had like i suppose like with divorce you and death you don't go damn we've been married for for 10 years and and tomorrow i'm going to wake up and and 
you're not going to be around, you're not going to be in the house, or you're going to be with someone else, or I don't know, or I have a f maybe a child or a friend or a parent that tomorrow I wake up and, and the life is totally different because they're no longer alive. That's, it's, there's a similarity with that. Losing a job is similar to that. It's this weird death, this death of somebody who's not dead. You're not, they're not dead, they're right there, but you, your, your relationship is completely different the moment the official, you're no longer part of this institution letter or, or statement is given to you, said or sent. It's like we never existed. And, and that feeling is incredibly vacuous. Like, really? Where did, where did all those experiences go? Where did all that energy go? Did, did it disappear? Energy can't be destroyed. Like, I mean, maybe you've got something there that you created. And, you know, you're part of a pr product line that you still see on store shelves or part of software that still gets used. Like, that's you. That's your, that's your energy. And how is it that you can now no longer be a part of that? So there are some serious feelings about that, one of which is anger. And I, I'm not too sure how to deal with those feelings because they are so intense and they come up uh, from time to time, often randomly in the day. You just have the spike of feeling so, so destroyed and so angry. Like, no, this can't be true. There's a surrealness to it. And it's slowly changing. I can also say that it is slowly changing. The nature of it is changing. And um, I'm starting to find that as time passes, I can start embracing and breathing into a new rhythm or a new life with potentials that do exist. And the more I allow those to happen, the more I connect with, with people, even though I feel like I should, I should never trust anyone ever again. That's a hard one. That really is hard. And then there's the, the anxiety that you experience just from being out of your your zone your all of it is gone and and then you you're anxious around people you care about your family and you, it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing that you feel like the, the whole earth the world that you knew this sort of world rug has been pulled from under your feet and you sort of are you're floundering you're like what the hell is going on and you can't you can't let up too much i mean you can't ponder it forever and you can't discuss it forever and you can't share those feelings some some of them words words can I've, I've really i've really understood that now is that words can't describe certain experiences like they fall short they're not dense enough they're not complex enough they they just don't transfer the information the, the emotional information enough they just don't they just are things that that language is bad at being able to share, and and a, and a strange set of complex feelings of loss and anger and and desperation and and fear and and just general distrust of the world at the same time, and optimism and rediscovery and and opening of old wounds, and these things can't you can't actually describe them using language. They just, I guess. I guess that's why poets sort of try to use as little of it as possible. Like they, they really thought about which words would work well with other words. Maybe I should start reading poetry. Who knows? Oh, I like, I like, 
I am from I am from Singapore. I am located right okay. now in Singapore. Yes, she says. That's cool. Um, uh, I, I I don't have any knowledge of the topic at hand, um, controversial art, but uh, I don't I don't even know what makes art controversial to begin with. Yes. So, um, I mean, I would I I would say controversial art would be like something that's you know thought-provoking that's against the norms just kind of like like the whole activist movement with um black lives matter that's something like really controversial right now especially in the united states um yeah yeah like controversial would be something that that would anger people or make them like really empowered so that's interesting like for me that's fascinating because obviously um any piece could be controversial depending on the context of the person looking at it but obviously there are things that are universally sort of uh, Kanye West wearing a make america great cap i mean is that con- i mean that's controversial in its nature i guess right yes i think i think so i think so too so and 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 in terms of, of something like that is how do you frame, should, should the artist or the, the performer then have an opportunity to create context? Should they have like a long form, you know, television show for an hour where they can sort of give you a prelude to that and say, listen, I'm just going to give you insight into what I'm trying to achieve. Or is the shock, should it be shock first or should it be context first? I think it creates more of an un- impact when it's a shock first. Okay. For the artist, um, I I think like as an artist, because I'm I'm actually a fashion designer and a creative director. I think controversial art has its strong points and as well its its um, it's like it can be both really good and really bad for your business, right? Like if you take mm-hmm. on the wrong stance, it could be a PR disaster. <laughs> but um, I think that using the right uh, controversy could be could do a lot of good. Like if you're supporting. So, so are they are they are they fashion are they fashion designers that are considered controversial? And if so, what makes them controversial? Yes, 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 yes. So there's this one um, designer. I think his name is um, Elliot Poss or something like that. But like he did this collection and basically during his fashion show, he showed um, like a bunch of video clips of um, black people just being beat up by the police. And then when the run- when his clothes came on the out on the runway, like it looks like it, it was an all white collection with like blood stained. It looks like blood stained clothes. And it was like, Okay. Yeah, like it was loud, you know, it was like in your face loud. And he got a lot of like backlash, but a lot of also a lot of supporters in that sense. And and because I'm I'm very much mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you a little bit of my background for the last sort of 12 years I've been a teacher mm-hmm. and I've been a principal of a of a, pr- a preschool and elementary school and very recently I am I've no longer I no longer find myself in that line of of work I'm now a stay-at-home dad I'm raising my my son um and I'm trying to find a new pathway for myself so I I don't have a lot of 
knowledge of the of the fashion world outside of reality tv shows of you know top model kind of stuff but what interests me what interests what interests me is like i don't know about the hierarchy of fashion design like at the very top where essentially and i don't know i'm totally maybe wrong is like at the very sort of top of design the things that are being designed are not meant to actually be worn or are they or are they are they more should you see it as moving art or i mean like at the top end where you do see crazy things i mean like you know the blood stained stuff and and like really weird designs and shapes and sizes and things that people can't really fit into is that meant to provoke uh design or what what is that supposed to do at the very top end uh it's it's a col- so it's a collection piece so it's like collectible art so um and people use that like designers use that to like basically get Uh, people's attention and then they have another little line where it's sellable wearable art it's more okay, like okay yeah. okay okay ah and it is so so the idea the idea it's it's sort of like a it's a it's a it's sort of like a um almost like a a, a clickbait kind of thing yes yes in a way in a way <laughs> yes um okay and it's it's funny because that's the kind of stuff that costs like a fortune to make and you hmm. and like not everybody wears it it's like you know they, they wear it like um you see like celebrities or um they wear it to like galas and concerts that's what they call haute couture okay yeah. and then and then does that does elements of that trickle down into stuff that you then eventually see a year from now in a in a department store somewhere Yes, 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 yes. So like so with that like they they make their own um little like ready to wear collection based off sort designs and uh different designers and like fast fashion they steal off of each other, right? So that's why you see something similar to like uh Balenciaga inside of Forever 21. Mm-hmm. Like which is like which is like pretty much You you know what Forever Twenty One is, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. So it's like it's like super cheap, like fast fashion, and it's like super cheap. And then you see something similar on that on the runway, but not really. And it all that style kind of trickles down. But with with and what what? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So with Ali Pot, he was actually a streetwear designer. So his stuff was not really made for that tour. Stuff. even even in that sense like for him to show in the beginning of the, the runway just all that clips of like like people being beat up and like shot and like strangled to death by police that was a really bold controversial statement and this was in 2016 so okay and and like uh, i'm sorry to come back to Kanye West i don't know why he keeps following me around in the things that i'm discussing it has been for a while now but he 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 has been on a on a massive campaign to try and he he's obviously got into the fashion yes. fashion world and yes. and he he's sort of going he's sort of saying that he keeps referring to like Ralph Lauren and people like people in that camp and saying that the the world is sort of dominated by sort of one or two or three massive all white old bloodline old money houses that you can't break into no matter who you are and he's sort of fighting this weird thing i don't know if you know much about it yeah that's so like Kanye is just weird 
Yes, weird. Yes, yes, very, very. Let's yes, I agree. There's a weirdness there. Yes, <laughs> like he he's black and Trump is racist. Like let's just leave it as where it is. Like I think I think honestly, Kanye is doing one of the biggest like publicity stunts right now. And okay, I there's there's always there's always he's a marketing genius, and I tell you why. Um, he uses this as a shock factor for his for his brand in music and fashion. Like he pushes this form of controversy, but I think this one he's always been like you know being he's he was he's always been controversial, especially like with the whole Yeezy collection with holes in his like with holes in the in his shirts and stuff like you you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. I do yeah. know. Yes, and he, it looks like he's just wearing like a hobo clothes. <laughs> but <laughs> with this one, with this one, like I feel like it's gonna really backfire on him because a, a lot of Americans do not support Trump, and they actually the majority of Americans hate Trump. And those and, people who uh, do you, don't support Trump. Yeah. And so. So, in ter- I mean, because I watched, I watched this, uh, this long form sort of interview with him, uh, with Charlemagne, and uh, it was like an hour and a bit long, where where he was raising this this question to 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 Kanye, saying oh, the brand that is Kanye, and Kanye sort of stopped him and said he doesn't even he used to have an email address which was like Kanye at KanyeWest.com, and he said he doesn't even operate there anymore he's not even interested in building this brand that that has been attached to him and that he feels so defined by even the name that he's trying to move completely away from that and he came across quite sincere it's like he's not just wearing the hat so that he could he could launch another range of 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 ugly shoes like it seems like he's gone through some some kind of uh self i mean he hit rock bottom obviously he had some kind of nervous breakdown he called it a breakthrough which i like the way that he put it a breakthrough because we all we all go through crazy things, and he seems quite genuine in trying to explore these these controversial uh, feelings that he kind of, I mean, because because even Donald Trump, like the reason he's elected is because it was the right, if not him, then it would have been someone like him. It it seemed like the the time was right for someone like that to be in the Oval Office because uh, the circumstances required it. Like people were tired of of the the clean cut rhetoric of an Obama, like a, a rehearsed, and you wanted someone a little more off the cuff. Kanye wanted to run for president when he got all crazy on stage. He, he probably will go on to becoming the next president if, if the situation continues. I don't know what your thoughts on it. <laughs> I don't think celebrities should be presidents. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you why. They have no political experience. <laughs> they can act. They can sing. They're celebrities for a reason, but when you go to like diplomatic like situations, like you're dealing with countries like North Korea and China, and the whole world—I mean, the whole world—is looking at you, and all of America is looking at you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's it's not. It's no longer a stage. It's 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 like. But do you do you feel that do you do you, do you feel that that Trump has has got something right in so far as he doesn't have this ultra rehearsed uh, style to him where where he does feel a little bit although flawed he does feel uh, more like a human than someone who tries to come across as perf- perfect 
Uh, no, because it feels like it's... <laughs> okay, so I understand where you're coming from. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of times, Obama and, the pre- and, and like the previous presidents, like everything sounds rehearsed. But Trump just sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Mm. Like he, at all, at all, like at I all. agree. Like, like at all, he just makes up words and tries to emphasizes, and just emphasizes on like random things. And it's just like I honestly feel like he's just bluffing a lot of things on the spot, like on mm. the fly. <laughs> okay, that's no. I, I mean, you know what? For me, I think I think the fact that any human being can put in be put in a position where they where people are supposed to believe that they can actually run a country, a single person, I think that's a big problem. Uh, what worries me are people who want to be in that position, like people who want to run for president. Those people worry me more than the person who's going, "Hey, that's too big a responsibility." Like I'm worried about people who want to be presidents because that's an insane thing to want to even do. <laughs> I mean, like if I came up to you now, if I came up to you and said, okay, what you're going to do now is you're going to be the president of a country, like any sane human being is going to go, uh, I'd like to not be just, just in, in the nature of it. It's like, I don't want to be that. And, and I'm worried about people who are like, yeah, that pick me, pick me. I'll do that. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. Why are you so eager? Like, what is, what are you trying to, what are you needing to get from this that you don't get in your life already? Power. I guess I be, I think the big thing is or control power. or something yeah yeah, yeah I think maybe the big thing would be power like because I think that I think the people who should be elected for for serving others should be the people who don't want to be elected I think oh, those no. people should be forced they should be forced to serve 3 months or 4 months or 5 months and then there should be a rotation there should be like a rotation system Hmm that's interesting how so you know, like like be a president. Be, you get to be a president of a country for three months, and then people people who we who we basically earmark as you know the the like the Mother Teresas of the world who will be like, no thanks, we I really can't do that work. We go, no, you have to. It's your duty, and you're going to do it for three months, and then we're going to switch you out with like a Jane Goodall, or we're going to switch you out with someone else, and then. Uh, you know, over the course of a year, you've you've got different insights and different things that worked and different things that didn't. And then people can even using a system of of election from you know your television or something. You can just you know your your phone. You just you just choose somebody else, and you you have a month or two months where you then okay, this guy's not working. Let's go with someone else. So it's more fluid as opposed to this lockdown crazy thing where one guy has a finger on a button. That I don't think that's a good plan. Yeah. Like that, that whole like nuclear arsenal is crazy. Yeah. Uh, they they could nice. cut us off at 15 minutes. We go. So that's me for this episode. I just want to push it out there and keep creating and trying. It is difficult when you're going through difficult times to keep your head above the water and to try and push and create. And I want to make myself that promise. So there it is. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is this idea of uh, perfectionism being the, the, um, almost the enemy of creation, creating something. And you can try and perfect something while creating it, but I don't know, there's this idea that if you can't bring it out perfectly and if you can't do exactly what is expected of you somehow, or if whether it's a podcast needing to sound a certain way or seem a certain way or a film or YouTube video or whatever, your your own little thing that you're trying to do, creating is such a, I think it's just, it's a, 
it's such a difficult thing to do in an environment where consumption is so high and creating seems so easy. It's like the tools are there to, to be used and it's so simple, right? But how, how often do I back out of something irrespective of how easy it is to, to do? So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm looking forward to in the future um, sharing some thoughts and ideas around some of the business ideas and um, smart ways of trying to survive in this kind of situation. Uh, one becomes very resourceful in looking for new ideas, and I'm hoping to be able to share those with you. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get a little bit of um, my discussion with someone I'm meeting tomorrow. It should be quite fun if uh, I can get some of that on the podcast. I'll do my best. Um, they may not be comfortable with it, but I'm meeting with an artist tomorrow, and we're going to be discussing a little bit of of my thoughts around how how to... Um, put both of us in a situation where we might be earning some money from from the skills which we both bring to the party. So that's going to be kind of fun and interesting. I'll keep you guys updated. And until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. Have a good one.